listeners, you're uh, listening to uh, another episode of That's Entertainment. I am your pop culture maven, Jeff Malone, and with me, as always, live from Hampton, Maine, is my Aunt Beth Woods. Aunt Beth, how are you doing on this um, still winter evening? I'm doing good. Not too wintry here. It's your cousin's birthday, so I just talked to him for the family a little while ago so heard that what is he turning 40 oh god (laughs) 34 34 that sounds right rory's just a year older than i am yeah in between you and rob so yeah but we're our i think we're having a way milder winter than you guys Uh, it's getting mild now We've been, we've reached, we reached, it was the, yesterday we got into the 50s and it was the warmest oh, it's wow. been since Christmas. Wow. We haven't, we were in the 40s. So is all your snow gone? The really dirty piles are still hanging yeah, around. Yeah. I know it's getting ugly now. <laughs> yeah. The, the park near me is just a, it's, it's the first time I've seen grass there, but it's all a muddy mess. Yeah. yeah. And speaking of muddy messes, we've got a, a guest here who is um, incidentally not known for being a muddy mess. So it's that was an ironic segue. And uh, this uh, fellow is coming to us live from, well, I didn't confirm with him, but I'm pretty sure he's coming live from Ventnor, New Jersey. It's my good friend, Dave Coyle. Oh. Yes, Jeff, that is correct. And thank you for that uh, transition. Um, <laughs> so, yes, calling from Ventnor, New Jersey. And uh, Jeff actually had the opportunity to come visit me in, in Ventnor back in, uh, what was that? Was it August or September? It was, um, I think so. Where is and Ventnor? So it's just south of Atlantic City. Um, oh, so okay. we're, uh, yeah, so it's a be- beach town. We're two blocks from the beach. Oh. Uh, haven't been going to the beach recently <laughs> um, <laughs> so but uh same thing here it's been uh it was very mild today one of the first uh nice days in a while so it was like mm-hmm. yeah maybe mid 50s sunny yeah uh, yeah the so um nice. the south jersey you forecast or the forecast in new york usually mentions south jersey and it seems like you guys have been five degrees warmer than us lately we have yeah and actually with all the um the snow that you know we, we've been getting down here we actually haven't gotten much snow the one day it was really bad but they say because there's so much salt in the air it's actually hard for there to be a lot of snowfall so which is i guess a good thing i mean i'm working from home so it doesn't really uh, affect me too much (laughs) i was actually excited to go out and shovel the snow because i don't get outside enough you know (laughs) when it's when it's cold yeah it makes you go out (laughs) yeah i mean i work from home too and but i at least with city living, I don't, the snow is such a pain because I want to have a reason to go out for a bit. I'll do my best to go out for a run in the morning, but then if it's all messy, then I just got to hunker down. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Jeff and I ran on the boardwalk here when he came to visit. And uh, fortunately he, uh, it wasn't the best weather when he came to visit. uh, So it wasn't great for the beach, but we did Mm -hmm. at least get the to run the AC boardwalks. So. Yeah. Oh, that sounds fun. I missed that. <laughs> well, Dave, so I'm coming to uh, everyone live from Brooklyn as usual, but uh, Dave and I, we know each other originally from uh, where both of us are originally from because we've known each other for 
almost 20 years. We went to high school together. Um, I was uh, growing up in Yardley. Dave was growing up in Fairless Hills. So he was able to just walk to school most of the time. It was pretty much in his backyard. I know I could uh, just roll out of bed, um, you know, 15 minutes before the day started and ready to go. That is nice. (laughs) Just run to school. Yeah. That's how it was for in for grade school for me. Yeah, you guys were really close to your yeah. I've always had that luxury of being close to my school, so I'm just yeah. Took that for granted too, because some people took the bus in. I remember our, our other friend Jeff uh would get there at six thirty and I was like, That's mind boggling to me. I, I I'm still sleeping for forty five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and he's already at school. You said to clarify for people, are you referring to our other friend? who is also named Jeff? Correct. Okay, because you could have been just specifying that you were talking to me again. Uh, (laughs) We need to make that that clear for the listeners, yes. 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 The other Jeff. Right. A lot of Jeffs out there. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, who, um, yeah, our other friend Jeff, who also, uh, who lived fairly close to me, but I believe we were on different bus routes so um yeah so he he got the really early drop off uh yeah well i think uh that uh that set the um is is that the right context for this episode do you think everyone knowing our our all our (laughs) listeners knowing our high school routine does that tie into uh what we'll be talking about that's critical information for them to have. Yes. Okay. Well, we'll be talking about we'll be talking about game shows. We've done it before, so I uh, think you, our listeners, you know, we're you're in safe hands as far as enthusiasm goes. Uh, specifically, we're talking about uh, the chase, which is a part of ABC's Fun and Games lineup, and uh, we'll be talking about it within the context of that lineup of that branding of programming um but before we dive in um aunt beth have you uh caught up on the mini episodes from the past couple weeks um i listened to the black puma episode Mm -hmm. and then i no i forgot to listen to the karaoke corner what was the most recent one it was the one from the uh, maryland malones I didn't, I've got to write that down because I forgot to listen to that one. Yep. Okay. You got to prepare yourself. It's really jammed packed. Okay. So I, I asked Brady, my cousin Brady, I said, who our listeners may know from our special holiday family episodes. I asked him, could you ask your kids for them to give me for each one of his three kids to give me one each, one uh, one band or musician each. And then he comes back with five artists. And I'm like, oh, well, where did the, these two extra yeah. come? So I'm thinking it, the kids, as well as Brady and Katie, Brady's yeah, wife, Katie, I think each- they, they contributed as well. Okay, so you got five different ones. <laughs> All right, I promise I will listen to it this weekend. Okay. Um, you're all caught up on the Puppy Bowl, right? Did we all catch that this year? Well, are we do- getting into that now? or? Um... Well, let's just talk about that for, for one minute. I'm looking at my watch. Okay. S- starting now. 
In a minute, yeah. I'm going to stop it unless it's already stopped by then. Yeah. Puppy Bowl 17, Rough Beat Fluff 73 to 69. <laughs> and the MV, the most valuable pup was a Boston Terrier named Marshall. What did everyone think? I'm bad this year because I watch it faithfully every year. And this year I was invited to friends for the game. And they don't really, they're not that into football, but we started watching it. And I got really into it and I came home and I watched the rest of it. And I barely, usually I watch the puppy bowl and then on commercials, we'll go back to the Super Bowl. But so I only saw maybe 40 minutes of it. So I I'm, uh, don't have a lot to say about it. Maybe Dave does. <laughs> okay, Dave, you've got 13 seconds. 13 seconds. So, well, I actually this year did not. I have seen it in the past, but um in preparation for this, I wanted to look up the Puppy Bowl. So I encourage our viewers out there to watch the first video on YouTube of the first touchdown of the Puppy Bowl because I was, I could not stop laughing. It was just, <laughs> it was incredible. Because <laughs> I just like, it, it's just playing this like epic music and there's this <laughs> slow-mo play and uh -huh. it's three it really dogs. Is. And then two of them are like going after this toy and the other dog is just standing there just watching them, just like <laughs> wanting none of it, just watching what's happening. She breaks free. Cuts left, she's at the 40, the 10. Muffin takes it 99 yards to the house. Touchdown. Oh, they're so cute. It really is a cute, yeah. I love this show because they're all rescue dogs and, and it's a great, it's a, um, Good cause, you know, sure. yeah, it's a great cause. So, so. Uh, I do still have it taped, so I'm gonna watch more of it. Okay, good. So, okay. Um. Well, it is. I'll say quick. I was. I enjoyed Martha Stewart and Snoop Dogg as they were oh, yeah. doing the tailgate. Uh, they they were uh, cutting to them occasionally, and mm -hmm. they were some solid additions. So that ended oh, up being two minutes. So I guess we'll have to. Oh, okay. We're gonna get penalized <laughs> by the mayor of podcasting. Think we're generally in good standing, so we'll just have to show up to our hearing, and they might just it's let us the off the bowl. warning. Yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll let that slide. Yeah, maybe we'll get a dispensation. Um, <laughs> yeah, but that reminds me, Beth. I think we're hoping to do some sort of dog-themed, dogs of pop yes. culture-related episode at some point in the future. Yeah, we didn't clarify, but something dog-related. Yeah, got to think about that. Yeah, so many good dog movies. Yeah. There are. Yeah, yeah like um, you got all the Air Buds. You got uh, Homeward Bound. You got yeah, uh, Old Yeller. Dave, I get no. I did, did. Did I give you Santa Buddies for Christmas one year? You did. I think you gave me Spooky Buddies. Okay. Which was I, I wonder if I even still have that. Um, it might be somewhere in the, you know, buried in the basement somewhere. But um, that would yes, be good, buddies. That would be a good premise for some. In fact, it's probably been the premise of some TV episodes where people. I think it's been an episode of like Rugrats or something where they go into the basement and dig through all the boxes down there and discover a world full of wonders. I'm sure it's a Trevor 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 down there. So. That's one thing that doesn't change as technology marches on. There's still basements and still crazy time capsule finds to discover yes. all right are we ready to uh take a chase yeah. 
I'd say let's get into it. All right. Well, I'll, uh, I think I'll throw in a clip around here. And then after that plays, you'll hear me giving a little intro. So I'll go ahead and uh, read that intro right now. In 1872, Susan B. Anthony was arrested and found guilty of illegally doing what? Casting a vote. Correct. The J&R Double Arch Ranch was the long-time vacation home of what fast food mogul? Croc. Correct. Who performed We Shall Overcome while six months pregnant at 1969's Woodstock Festival? Uh, Joan Baez. Correct. The Nile River Club times up. I can't beat you. <laughs> 17 correct answers, plus your two-step advantage. That puts you 19 steps ahead of the chaser. That's tough. That's a big bite to chew on. Is your game show running? Well, then you better go chase it. <laughs> First, it was a British game show. Then it was a, an American game show on Game Show Network. Now it's an American game show on the American Broadcasting Company. Contestants compete against trivia legends. In this case, Jeopardy's three most storied alumni. Aunt Beth, Dave, the chase is on. Okay, so we're talking about the chase and uh, also trying to touch a little bit on ABC's fun games lineup. So yeah, if uh, this is your first time listening to That's Entertainment, let me uh, make sure you know what, what's happening uh, so that you're not confused about this um, wild pop culture discussion. We uh, pick a pop culture topic and I think you may have already figured out which one we're covering this episode, and we discuss it according to the three Fs, first, favorite, and forever. So talking about what it means to us and putting it in context, telling you our journey of why it matters to us. So um, in the first section, we discuss our first encounter with this piece of pop culture. And uh, Dave, I think you were actually the first one of us to ever watch The Chase because I don't think either Aunt Beth and I watched, well, we'll get into details, but yeah, you, uh, we mostly hadn't watched any of the earlier versions, but you mm -hmm. had. Um, yeah, so, so because of that, and since you are the guest, I'll let you go first. <laughs> when did you start watching The Chase? And, and also uh, before that, when did you... Uh, start watching anything from the ABC fun and games lineup. Sure, actually. So I guess kind of going back when you came to visit me in New Jersey, and again, the weather wasn't great. I believe we watched The Chase when you were mm -hmm. there. And I forget exactly how we discovered it. Um, I say we, I mean me and uh, my girlfriend, we had, she found, I think, uh, the episodes on Netflix and was like, hey, you know, let's uh, watch The Chase. Um, because we're into game shows. I mean, I would say Jeopardy is by far the one that we watch the most. Um, but, you know, we'll watch all sorts of game show stuff. Um, and yeah, so we just started watching that. And I was like, oh, this is pretty good. Um, was it the British version or the regular? This was the American version oh. with the British, the Beast is what they yeah. called him. Yes, okay. so he was the Beast. And it was just one guy. So now with the latest revamp, they now have the other contestants yeah. or, or the yeah. other chasers. Um, yeah, so for people but, who... Yeah, we started watching that. Yeah, for people who haven't watched the older versions, I think on the current version, <clears throat> excuse me, they refer to 
Ken Jennings, Brad Rutter, and James Holtzauer as the chasers, but on the the game, the game show network version, uh, the chaser Mark, <clears throat> excuse me, Mark Lebet, he was referred to as the beast. Yes, yeah, he was the beast on that. <laughs> and I think I don't know. Maybe one of the reasons they don't call these new guys the current chasers as beast is because they're not quite as physically imposing as Mark was. No, uh, Ken Jennings is not very intimidating physically, but um, but then when you go up against him in trivia, you realize how good he is. <laughs> yeah, like uh, yeah, Mark was he was both a trivia master and he looked like he could be a linebacker. Yes. <laughs> yes. So that's when you first started, Dave, last summer, watching. Yeah. It. So I suppose it, yeah, it was last summer then. Yeah. That's when we we first started watching it. Realized it was a good show, so we kept up with it and was excited to hear that they were then doing it with um, you know Ken Jennings, James Holtzauer, and Brad Rutter with the Jeopardy contestants. So we jumped right in and started watching that. And had you watched any fun and games shows before? So I think before that, I'm trying to think what we had watched. I know, so it was the celebrity who wants to be a millionaire, right? That was the fun and game. So we, I know mm -hmm. we were watching that with Jimmy Kimmel. I'm trying to think of some of the episodes we watched. I know we watched the one with Catherine O'Hara. Um, yeah, that was good. And uh, I liked the one. It was kind of like strange. It was the one with uh, Jane Fonda. Uh -huh. And uh, it almost seemed like, she, I mean, she was just like, you know, kind of like, what am I doing here? Whatever. Just like answer, like, let's get this over with type of thing. <laughs> like, didn't want any chit chat, just answering the questions. Like, let's just, let's just do this. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, so we, we enjoyed watching that. And, um, and we like Jimmy Kimmel. We actually went to a Jimmy Kimmel filming a few years ago in LA. Oh. So it was exciting to, uh, to do that. So yeah. we didn't actually meet him or anything, but I, I just remember when we were sitting in the audience, I guess his prompt was kind of right where I was sitting. So it looked like he was staring at me the whole time <laughs> and it was really weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, but obviously he's a, he's a great host, you know, he, he knows what he's doing. Um, so yeah, yeah, we watched that. And then uh, let's see, what else did we watch? I tried to give the, the hustle, uh, I got to give that another chance. I only watched mm -hmm. one episode of that and I fell asleep and I, that could just be because mm -hmm. I was tired. Uh, so I won't, you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> knock the show in any way, but um, I don't know. I feel like I got to give that another chance and get into it. Yeah. Trying to, th what, what else, what else was there? Um, Pyramid, match Pyramid. game. And match game. Yeah. <laughs> match game. We've watched that. Um, and that's good. They get a lot of uh, sort of high profile celebs on, on that. And obviously Alec Baldwin's uh He's a, he's a great host for that. <laughs> yeah, so we've uh, we've been we've been enjoying them for sure. Well, of course, and Alec Baldwin, he did famously play on an episode of SNL one of the most famous match game contestants when he showed up as Charles Nelson Riley. Oh, geez. In the, in the inside the actor's studio sketch. Don't remember that one. And Betty White laughed so hard her boob fell out. <laughs> Unbelievable. The what are you calling it again? The fun and games. Fun and games, okay. yeah. I mostly only watch the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire and um, some of Celebrity Wheel of Fortune. I watched a couple of those. I enjoy the millionaire. Um, well, I love Jimmy Kimmel, and I love. I do like when the, it's more celebrities than regular contestants. <laughs> um, and I've always liked Pyramid and Match Game and Family Feud, but. 
they just didn't seem to be a priority in my TV viewing just because I have so many other shows. So I really haven't watched those as much. Um, but and then I remember reading I hadn't heard anything about the chase beforehand I didn't even know it was a show before but I remember reading about it and um, reading that you know it was going to have the the three goats from Jeopardy so that really sparked my interest so that's why I started watching that so how about you Jeff you watch a lot of them don't you yeah I mean I looked it up so celebrity family feuds at least this, the Steve Harvey hosted version of it started in 2015, which, yeah, so I guess it was summer of 2015. So I would have just graduated from grad school then. And yeah, it, it was, became just a regular, at the time, I think they just had it on in the summer. Uh, but mm -hmm. in recent years, as they've added more shows to the lineup, it's become like a year round thing. But I, yeah, for, it's been like part of my post-grad school life where I've always looked forward to Celebrity Family Feud and then Match Game and Pyramid and The Gong Show for a few years and Battle of the Network Stars. They even brought that back for one season. Uh, yeah, it was just, it would always be something fun, usually on Sunday nights, now Thursday nights, mm -hmm. and occasionally whatever other night of the week they want to put it on. Now it seems like every night because with the pandemic pandemic affecting TV production that it's easier to show a whole bunch of game shows as opposed to anything else. Um, but yeah, it was a uh, family feud. Uh, I was, that's just always something good to throw on. It feels like good summer programming to me. Like uh, mm -hmm. I've, I've watched it when I've been on, vacation on Long Beach Island with my family yeah, laugh about the stupid answers that are always inevitably featured at least three times per episode. Uh, I think uh, it was one that comes to mind is when Snoop Dogg was doing Fast Money and uh, it was the question was complete the phrase pie in the blank and he said horse. Pie in the what the hell did you say? Hmm. Um, yeah, it, I just, I always feel like a little invigorated after a viewing of Celebrity Family Feud. G good laughs and good momentum from trying to guess along with, try to figure out the, the best answers myself along with the contestants. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it sounds like, Dave, you've kind of filled in my discovery of the chase because I, I do Ooh. remember hearing about it when it was on GSN back in, uh, what year did it premiere there? I want to say 2013. Or 14, somewhere around there. 20, yeah, 2013, so right around the time I was starting grad school. Uh, but yeah, the first time I ever watched an episode was on Netflix when I was visiting Dave. And then I heard uh, it was being rebooted uh, with some guys I enjoy watching on Jeopardy. So I was like, oh, well, I'll make it part of my regular viewing then. And then that brings us with all the our setup done, that brings us to the favorite section where we discuss, uh, naturally enough, our favorite elements of what we're talking about. So I said, uh, what's our favorite show from the fun and games lineup? 
whether it's the chase or something else. And as far as the chase goes, who is our favorite of the chasers, both in terms of their role on that show and uh, in terms of how they were as Jeopardy contestants? Maybe for us, our answers will be the same for uh, both their chase and Jeopardy appearances, or maybe it'll be different. Maybe we'll do a straight ballot, or maybe we'll do a split <laughs> ballot. We're about to find out. Uh, Dave, we'll swing it back to you. Sure. Well, I guess I would have to say that my favorite of the, the lineup is The Chase. I mean, that's definitely the show that I've watched the most. I did want to also just put in a plug for uh, To Tell the Truth. I don't know if you had watched that one, Jeff. Uh, I feel like I got to give that another chance, too. But I we watched the one, and it was the person that did the floss that invented that dance. Oh, and it was that. Uh, yeah. It was the kid who uh, went on to yeah. be in the Katy Perry video. Right. Yeah. So we can't give away too much because if anybody wants to watch the show, but uh, we watched that one and I was like, oh, this is an interesting show. So I feel like I got to get back into that. But how's do you find yourself guessing as it goes along? Oh, yeah. Always. We're trying to like, you know, piece it together. And uh, what's your strategy? What what clues do you look for? For like if they're if they're telling the truth. Right. Or not? I don't know. I just you kind of just have to get like a sense of like the person if they I feel like a lot of times if they're saying a lot, then they're kind of, you know, just kind of making stuff up or whatever. Mm. Or they're trying to be, you know, they're, they're trying to play off of like too much. And then they just, you know, it kind of mm. seems like. I find the Yeah. I find the ones who are very confident and comfortable typically aren't the truth yes. tellers. Yes. Mm. But yeah, but that's uh, yeah another good show, but uh but as for the chase, I, you know, yeah, that's definitely my my favorite of uh, of the lineup. So, yeah, I mean, it, now that I've watched both, uh, it's hard to say which one is better. I, I mean, I do like this new revamp with the uh, the Jeopardy, you know, contestants. Um, you know, they each kind of have their own little you know way of doing things, their own personalities that they bring to the table. Uh, as far as like my favorite one of the chasers, I would have to say it's probably Brad Rutter. Uh, I feel like he's just the most normal kind of guy of them. Like, I feel like he's the kind of person, like, I would see at, like, a Philly, like, bar trivia or something. Whereas, mm. I don't know, like, I mean, Ken Jennings, I, I feel like he's just, he's he's very full of himself and very cocky, and I guess he has a reason mm. to be. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, I mean, it's fair enough that he he acts that way. Um, and then, uh, I mean, James Holt Holtzauer is fine. I think he's kind of... I thought he was a bit like robotic, but I think now that he's doing this, he's kind of getting more into like the shtick and the banter and everything. So he's, he's getting better. He's more fun to watch. Who was your favorite on Jeopardy? So on Jeopardy, actually, I think uh, James Holtzauer is probably the most like the most fun to watch, at least uh, for me, because yeah. I liked that he he came in with a strategy that he knew would work for him, that would work to his strengths. And he, I mean, he just played that very well. Obviously he knows a lot too, but he like, he just played the game. I, I felt like he was the one that really dissected it so that he could play it the best that he could. So I thought that was entertaining to, to watch him play. Um, I, I'd have to say I was probably partial to Millionaire since I, I don't know if Dave knew I was on Millionaire 20, no. <laughs> 20 some years ago. So, um, wow. and I, like I said before, I really enjoy watching the celebrities and they really do take it seriously. You can see how stressed they get um, when they're <laughs> competing. So that's probably my favorite. But I, my choices for the chase were, are the same as Dave's. My favorite chaser is Brad. 
only because I feel like he has such a hard time being mean. And so <laughs> I don't like mean people. So I like him. Like he's just such a, like he's just such a normal, nice guy. Um, so he's probably my favorite, but, but James was my favorite Jeopardy contestant. I just, I don't know what it was about him. I just couldn't, I, I just loved watching him. Like you said, his, his strategy, his, uh, I mean, he was just amazing. So, um, but yeah, he's, I just, I don't know. I'm enjoying, I like seeing all of them on the, on, as the chasers, but probably Brad's my favorite. What about you, Jeff? Cause you watch so many of the shows. What's your favorite, uh, of all the, uh, game shows? I think my yeah my favorite of the fun and games lineup I picked is Match Game, which uh -huh. is not you know it's not a trivia game it's a it's a match the stars game but you yeah. do uh, you do have to be clever a bit to to win on Match Game but as far as being a show it's not spotlighting intelligence as much as it is wit and silliness yeah. filled with body puns and you know it's. <laughs> they get a lot of comedians on there. It's that most of the panelists are either sketch comedians or stand-ups or people who have some comedy background in some way. So it's if you're a, a comedy nerd, you'll probably enjoy it in some way. For in that regard, you know, you'll see all these SNL alumni who Adam Alec Baldwin has worked with because you know he who's on 30 Rock all those years and has hosted SNL 16 times I think um, oh, yeah, wow. it's, yeah, he's the record holder but yeah it's um sometimes they can get a little too obvious with their puns but you know I I like being silly and body I think it's it's the funnest way to to talk about uh, sexual matters and <laughs> other, other topics that you're otherwise not supposed to talk about in polite conversation. So it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's fun to see funny people bite into those opportunities. Mm -hmm. This, you know, these, this is fun and games that we're talking about here, not just games. You know, my That's favorite so game show is, is Jeopardy. That's serious game time yeah. <laughs> you, know, you, can, you can have fun being a jeopardy contestant but you can't be talking about what dumb dora is doing or what yeah. <laughs> um hiccuping henry what made hiccuping henry hiccup last night yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah so well then my my chase favorites are are pretty similar uh i'll i'll say yeah i do like brad as well and for similar reasons because i do think producers encourage all three of the chasers to be a little mean and ken does a good job relishing that and james he James doesn't change his personality when he delivers those zingers, and that makes them almost <laughs> even even zingier. And um, mm. Brad, you can kind of tell he's like it hurts his soul a little bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's like, how can I compliment you at the same time? Like, I know he's such a sweet guy. <laughs> um, but as far as uh, favorite from their Jeopardy days, um, you know they were all guys that I loved watching it because it's fun to watch people who really know their stuff playing Jeopardy. But I think when they competed against each other last year on the greatest of all time tournament, I found myself rooting for Brad. Um, it just, 
as in terms of personality style, he just he got the edge there just a little bit. Although J- James is definitely number one in terms of strategy that I would like to emulate if I mm. ever end up as a contestant. And then I, that I think everyone should emulate. It's yeah. it's a it's a tough strategy to pull off, but if you if you work at it, I think it is the best possible way to play the game. Okay, so that is the favorite section, and we've got one more section left. That's the forever, but we usually take a break in between favorite and forever and make uh, some time for some trivia. And, well, since this is an episode devoted to game shows, I see no time, no reason to stop that tradition. So uh, I came up with a trivia question. Aunt Beth and Dave, did you guys come up with one too? I did. It's I not did. the greatest, but <laughs> I couldn't, couldn't find much this time. But did you, Dave? I did. Yeah, I came up with a few. Okay. Okay. All right. Who wants to go first? Why don't you go, Dave? Sure. Well, actually, I uh, kind of revolved some of mine around the chase, since that's what we're going to be talking about. And maybe it would encourage people to, uh, to, to watch or tune in. Um, but I'll start with one. It's about one of the uh, uh, one of the chasers. So it was um, which of the chase chasers? Um, so we have Ken Jennings, James Holtzauer, or Brad Rutter. Which chaser holds the record for the most all-time winnings on Jeopardy? I think I know. But... Not oh, wait, sure. for the most oh for the most all-time winnings on Jeopardy. On Jeopardy. You... Oh, I thought you meant a chaser. Ah. I think I'm not entirely sure if it changed or not, but I think I think it I think I I know who it is. Should we say it at the same time? Uh, <laughs> I guess so. We might end up saying something different, but let's see how it goes. <laughs> let's see. We'll do okay, it. We'll uh, uh, yeah. Three, two, one. Brad. Brad. <laughs> <laughs> And that is correct. That it, it was Brad uh, Rutter uh, with just over uh, five point one million. Oh my god, it's crazy! Not I wasn't bad. sure if it changed after the greatest of all time or not, but yeah, I did, didn't think it had. So that's why that was intended to be a little bit of a tricky question because they've actually gone back and forth between him and Ken, and right now Brad holds that title. So. <laughs> oh, okay. And did you have another one too? did actually and this is another question from the chase and i i have a feeling uh you may, you may both get this i know jeff will definitely get this but <laughs> uh, one of his favorite hobbies um but the question <laughs> is what nightclub activity comes from the japanese words for empty orchestra i think i know that one too <laughs> i think so too should we say it together again yes <laughs> or what are we counting down three to one yeah, Dave, are you going to give us another? Sure, I'll, do, I'll do another. Uh, a three, two, one. Karaoke. Karaoke. <laughs> yes, <laughs> well done. So, what's it mean? Empty what? Empty orchestra. Oh, interesting. Karaoke. Oh man, it's been like a year since I've gone karaokeing. No. I know, Jeff. We, uh, Jeff and I have done karaoke together a few times. I'm oh really? The last one that we did. I know we went in Philly. And um, when what was that in? Was that at Moriarty's or Fergie's? I think it was an Irish. We did at least two places. There was one place that was kind of crowded, and one that was there were like maybe ten people. Right. Okay. So the ten people one would have been Nick's roast beef. 
in, in Philly, in Old City. So that's it. That was definitely like a go-to karaoke spot because nobody would be there. So you could sing as many songs as you want. It was, it was just such an like old man kind of dive bar <laughs> and you could just sing whatever you wanted. Wow. Um, yeah, Moriarty's I remember was a little more crowded and, and that could be a disadvantage because then you only get like one song for the whole night. So you really have to make mm. it count. Yeah, well, I think the, the ideal situation is a crowded place. So you've got a huge audience, but only 10% of the people there want to perform. So yeah, you don't have to not... wait around for a full rotation of everyone who's there. No. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> okay, mine's a pretty easy one, but I couldn't, I thought we were just doing chase trivia. So that's what I, I concentrated on. And I couldn't, you'll all know this, but which of the, I call them the goats. <laughs> was a contestant on the 2013-2015 version of The Chase. Shall you know I that, Dave? No. Okay. You know, Jeff? I believe it was James. Yep. Oh. <laughs> it was James. Okay. How about yours, Jeff? Okay. We'll see how this goes here. I have, oh, let me see, I've written down. What were Brad, Ken, and James's professions on their first episodes of Jeopardy? Ooh. For some of them, it may have changed over the years. It may have been different on their oh, okay. subsequent appearances. But so Brad, he first appeared, I think, in 2000. Ken first appeared in 2004. And James, it was just, James was, uh, it was two years ago, so 2019. James, it's just said professional. Um, so he was a professional gambler, like sports gambler. Yeah. yeah, they yeah, said so they said know. professional sports gambler to okay. be to get precise, but per, yeah, so I'll, yeah, it's just professional gambler is certainly correct. The other ones, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I'm not <laughs> sure. I would just take a shot in the dark, say that Ken did something in like software or IT. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, he was a software engineer. Software engineer, oh, okay. Good yeah. guess. Good. Okay. <laughs> All right, now try and to think back where Brad was 21 years ago. Think about how old he is now and how old he would have been then. Well, he would have been, been probably like... Mid-20s, right? Yeah, college, just out of college maybe. You know, yeah, mid-20s. Yeah, so... Um, so he was unemployed. Close. <laughs> he may have been. Uh, he may have he been was uh, underemployed. <laughs> he may have been, the, but that's not how he was announced. Self-employed. <laughs> no. Well, actually, Brad's is kind of tricky because it's not really a job. Oh, I don't know. I mean, it's a. Was it's certainly a something. Professional or self-proclaimed professional game show contestant. No. But... <laughs> Um, not well I was about to say close but not really I mean this is something that involves a lot of work that you don't typically get paid for at least not with money a volunteer of some sort no, no. Oh. Peace Corps yeah nothing like that no no, no not, not, not like that Okay, uh, oh. we're getting colder. <laughs> I think you yeah. need to tell us. <laughs> you said you said part of it when you were just like working your way through what someone his age would have been doing. You said unemployed. Before you said that. 
He said something else. He was a student. Yes. He was oh. in grad school. Grad student. I uh, was college student. So I, I think he yeah. was in undergrad at the time, but he competed on regular Jeopardy instead of the college tournament. Oh well. Oh, so the first time he was on, he was. It just said college student. Yeah. Huh. Didn't mm-hmm. even, I didn't think of him that young then. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Yeah, I believe he of the three chasers, I believe he was the youngest on his original Jeopardy appearance. Oh, well. Yeah. So he actually has made a career being a game show contestant. Pretty much. Yeah. And he and he does acting on the side. Yes. And acting, oh. and, made, and made over five million dollars doing it. So maybe Please. I should. Yeah consider a new profession yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man okay uh well now we wrap it up with our final section which is called the forever section where we take stock of where we are and look towards the future so uh basically we're gonna talk about everything else there is left to talk about the chase that we haven't talked about already and uh answer the question do we want it to stay on abc's lineup uh dave yeah, what do you think about all that? Well, my answer would be a yes. I definitely enjoy the show. I would like to see it uh, to continue. Um, I guess sort of my only critique that I kind of, uh, at least in comparison to the the last show, and maybe this is just because the, the Jeopardy chasers are just so good. I feel like they never get anything wrong during the chase. Whereas mm-hmm. um, the Beast, the British guy, uh, occasionally would get something wrong. Um, so I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, contestants have to be really sharp um, yeah. and especially to get all three. Uh, but I, I like the I like the format. I like um, uh, the, the new host. She's good. Um, yeah. Sarah Haynes. Yeah. Sarah Haynes. Yeah. Um, so I was like, yeah, I mean, it's it's got a lot going for it. I, yeah, I do. I hope it stays. I enjoy watching it. So we'll, we'll see. I know it's, it's hard when there's so many other game shows out there and there's limited airtime. Yeah. So. We'll, we'll see how it goes but yeah i'm enjoying it very much too and i think she sarah's doing a good job i i only watched one of the um versions with the beast and he really kind of turned me off <laughs> i just did not enjoy him at all so um and the only thing i don't like about this one is when um you know i feel really bad when they go you know lose everything and don't go home with you know it's like okay you you're leaving with nothing <laughs> um which is kind of hard they, they put a lot into it and and they still you know sometimes could just miss by one question but they still have to go to have to leave uh so i'm not wild about that but um then you you mentioned something jeff about a lot of the contestants have been on jeopardy yeah um and i didn't realize that I think at least one, maybe two of them have mentioned it, but I, others, like, oh, okay. I recognize them. Like, I know that I've seen that person before. Oh, like, really? I think yeah. on the first episode, her name was Kristen Sawsville. Like, she won, I think, five games, maybe like six years ago. Mm-hmm. And oh, she, yeah. she's interesting because she and her husband, her husband Justin, are the only two husband wife pairs to have both made it to a jeopardy tournament of champions oh wow okay and then she was on this yeah i think i want to say at least five of the contestants so far this season have been former jeopardy contestants interesting but yeah i'd like to see it you know i'm sure since there are so many 
it's hard to know if this is going to stick or not, or, you know, if there enough people are watching it, but it's a not, I like it. It's different, you know, than um, a lot of the shows. And uh, so we'll see what happens, but I'm enjoying it for now. I'm going to watch it tonight <laughs> after I hang up, after we're finished. Yes. Um, the one hitch I'm concerned about is whether or not Ken gets the full-time gig on Jeopardy as the new host. Oh. I, th I think his run as the guest host the past several weeks was very well received. Oh. Do you think he'd want it? If you'd asked me two months ago before his guest host run started, I would have said no. Mm -hmm. But now that he's had a chance to see how it goes, I think he might say yes if they offer it to mm -hmm. him. I don't, I don't think it's a done deal. Um, yeah. I'd say if he wasn't doing the chase, then it would be a definite yes. But since that's also going on, he may want to keep doing that. And I don't yeah. know if Jeopardy producers will want him to be doing both. So, yeah. Huh. It's hard to say. I mean, I've, I've watched some of the Jeopardy episodes with him too. I, I think he's... You know, obviously it takes him getting used to like a new host. Um, I mean, yeah. he's definitely like well qualified to do it. I think that's why he would be offered the role um, mm -hmm. to do it. So, yeah, I mean, I wasn't, it, it seemed, he seemed like he was a lot of people's first choice for Alex's successor. He wasn't mine. Well, I, I didn't really have a choice, but I kind of wanted yeah. it to be someone relatively unknown like i wanted to be wanted it to be someone who wasn't on anybody's wish list mm -hmm. you know because like alex was alex was known among game show circles yeah. before he took over on jeopardy but he wasn't a superstar back when no. back in 1984 but now that i've seen him i'm like you know he did a good job uh, adapting to what Alex did and then finding his own rhythm that was different enough. So if, if he does take that job, I'll be happy with it, but I, I'm liking the chase so far. So I also like it to whatever decision is made as far as Jeopardy goes. I, I hope it doesn't put the chases existence in, in Jeopardy. They'd have to hire in Jeopardy. <laughs> They'd have to hire a new chaser, though. They, yeah. I'm sure they could fix and find somebody. They should have had a uh, Johnny, the guy that does the intro for Jeopardy. That could have been his promotion, right? <laughs> Johnny Gilbert. Yeah, jo yeah, the guy that does the. This is Jeopardy. Jeopardy. Like, <laughs> he should yeah. have been the the new host. The host. Yeah. Uh, that would have been his promotion. In the oh. <laughs> I think he's even older than Alex. He, he was the guy. Yeah. yeah, I think he's like 96 or something. He's like, <laughs> oh he did the, uh, he was the commentator for Supermarket Sweep, which is a, another game show that was uh, remade. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, but yeah, in the original, he was the guy that did that. So Okay, I just looked up Johnny on Wikipedia. It says, born July 13th, 1924 or 1928. Sources, or? Di sources. <laughs> Differ. Records were not great oh, back then. Yeah, yeah. I, I've seen that with other people. Was he born in the U.S. or born in like you know, like I don't know. He uh, was born in Newport News, Virginia. So he's oh. in his nineties, either way. Or wait, let's see, ninety. He's either ninety-two, or ninety-two, or, or ninety-six. 
Wow. Okay, that's pretty old. <laughs> okay, well, let's wrap up our our uh, chase. The final, we're in the final chase now, right? We are in the yeah. final chase. We're coming Forever. to the final home stretch. We might be, who's crossing the line first? Okay, so I guess, are we about ready to do uh, our outro business? Yes. Okay. So uh, here's uh, where we come to the part of the show where we do, uh, we mentioned some housekeeping stuff. Like uh, if anyone wants to give us a review, please do on your favorite podcasting platform. And if you do, we'll, uh, we'll read it on air. We don't have any reviews that I found to read out right now, but I did see that we have an average rating of five stars so far. So, so some people have rated us. Dave, have you given us a rating or a review? Actually, I do not think that I have done that. So for shame on me. I will get on that. Uh, All right. So yeah, and you, Dave, and tell everyone else to tell your girlfriend. And also, I like to tell everyone who's listening, if you like what you're hearing, recommend it to at least two people or more. And I like to say to our guests, recommend it to at least four people or, right. or more. So it's like a Ponzi scheme. We, we recommend two and then two more people get it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you've, you've blown our cover, Dave. Oh, no. Everyone knows okay. what this just podcast edit, edit, really is. Edit this part out. <laughs> okay. And uh, yeah, so anyone else who wants to give a review, uh, one way you can do that is by heading to ratethispodcast.com slash that's entertainment. And okay, what else we got on? Okay, uh, so Dave and Beth, well, Dave, I'll let you go first. If you've got anything to promote or if you've got anything to recommend, if you do have anything to recommend, uh, phrase it in the form of what's something that you could enjoy with your aunt and or nephew. So go ahead, Dave, anything to promote or recommend? To promote or recommend? Uh, I don't know. So this is like something, I guess, I don't know, you kind of need more people, I guess, but it's still something you can do with your aunt or nephew uh, because we're still in the midst of COVID. Um, you know, it's, you got to do online games or something. Um, so uh, we've enjoyed playing this game called Codenames, uh, like on Zoom. Um, and oh, it's very easy to play. Yeah. Either of you have heard of that. Um, you'll need yeah. some other people, but uh, but that's something uh, something you could do. I think it's fun. It's a good uh, and on the topic of fun and games. <laughs> yeah. Could they could ABC adapt that into a show? I'm sure there's a way that they could. I mean, it's a great board game if anybody's played. I mean, not. I mean, a board game, it's kind of like little tiles that you lay out and you have somebody that, you know, you can try and say one word and people have to guess all these other words and they're connecting. It's it's a fairly simple game to play and it's challenging, uh, but a good time. So yes. I don't know, that's something you could do. Okay. And Beth, anything to promote or no, recommend? I don't, I don't think so. I heard you guys talking about WandaVision and I already mentioned that last time. So you could watch that with your aunt or your nephew. You certainly <laughs> could. And you could watch it even I was going to say, Jeff, if we ever did a show about it, I would do it on the um, premise where I'm not familiar with most Marvel uh, movies or um, Avengers movies I mean, mm -hmm. but I'm still loving the show. Yeah. And so um, that's a you know, it's an interesting way to look at it. But yeah. um, We could also compare it to the 
sitcoms that it references. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really very creative, I think. But yeah, nothing else to uh, promote. They just referenced your your favorite or like your recent favorite sick family sitcom in the last episode. Which one did they talk about? They were doing it in uh, Modern Family style. Oh, that's oh, right. Yeah. yeah. And the first one was so, I mean, it was like the exact Dick Van Dyke mm-hmm. living room. I was, oh man, fun. <laughs> I would like to recommend Resident Alien on Sci-Fi. Oh, I just finished it right before we started the Zoom. I had taped it last night and I just finished watching it. I think it's I the funniest show it. of 2021 so far. I know, Resident I just, Alien? I, I have not. I've got to give that a try. Yeah, I just told Rory to, to find it. It's, it's uh, <laughs> with Alan Tudyk as an alien who crash lands on Earth and has to... Uh, blend into this little Colorado <laughs> town by pretending to be some doctor. He has to pretend to be human, and he's he's having such a hard time. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's really funny. It's very good. Yeah. yeah, was it? Is it on? It's Wednesday nights, I think. At ten Wednesdays on Sci-Fi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really. Yeah, uh, that's a good recommendation, Jeff. It's very fun. He he's so good in that role. Uh, yeah, uh, so I would like him to win an Emmy for lead actor in a comedy, but then I'd also like uh, the woman, uh, what's her name, who plays Asta. I'd yeah, like, I don't know. I'd like her to win an Emmy, but in the drama category. Uh, Sarah Tomko is her name. Because mm-hmm. uh, like Alan Tudyk, he's doing this great, comedy routine but the rest of the show is a pretty yeah, affecting family drama small town drama mm-hmm. this is on hulu that's the only thing i don't have hulu. it's off again no i'm um, it's on sci-fi, no, on sci-fi. It, you might be able to watch it on hulu you can okay. stream it somewhere i'm looking it up now and i just saw hulu and i was oh yeah okay. i guess i guess this the... came out on regular there's got to be a free trial or something and then i can just uh, you know Rory said he just <laughs> binge watch found it, it somewhere. Yeah, they probably put the it, it on Hulu the next day. I think so. If oh, you have Hulu, I think you can watch it that way too. Uh, okay, yeah, and then I'll also mention. So we we recently switched our podcast hosting platform from Podbean to Anchor FM. Uh, listeners, you don't need to make any changes. You'll get it in your podcast feed as usual if you listen on. Apple Podcasts or Spotify, but it's uh, all, uh, I just wanted to mention that I'm still tooling around with uh, bits. It is, uh, I like what I heard about Anchor. So um, hopefully it all will help us continue to put out uh, great podcast episodes. And uh, as always, Ken Jeong, you have an open invitation to guest on That's <laughs> Entertainment whenever you have a, a free uh, evening. He doesn't have much free time. Uh. I know he's hosting <laughs> about half of Fox's schedule. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, and I guess that is the end of another That's Entertainment episode. So thank you, Dave, for helping Thanks. us 
You have a sound bite that you can put in. Yeah. I'll yeah. throw in some applause there. Yeah. Yeah. I, us- I usually add some applause in at the end. Uh, yeah. So uh, let's uh, go around and everyone uh, adds, throw in your words of goodbye. Sure. I'll. Uh, I'll, I'll yeah. Okay. okay I'll, I'll start. I was just going to say that uh, I mean, I'm a longtime listener of That's Entertainment, but a first time guest appearance, <laughs> I suppose. So. Uh, so thank you for having me on. Um, you know, excited to you know see when this comes out, and uh, we'll just keep listening to great content. Keep up the good work, Jeff. Is this your first Ooh. time on any podcast? This is. Oh boy! Wow! So this is a big day. I have to it send is. you a cake. You have to, <laughs> yeah. you have to have a cake. I can put this on my resume now. I mean, we just right. yeah, this is this is a big day. <laughs> So thank you. Well, I always just sign off as we ever since we did our Jeopardy episode, which was a, quite a while ago, right, Jeff? I don't even over remember. a year ago, I think. Yeah. So I always sign off with "What is good? Good night." And then, and thanks uh, for. I'm glad you joined us, Dave. Yes, thank yes, you, thank Dave. You, thank you for having me on. Yes. And then I always say, keep your remotes handy and uh, and uh, your eyes open.